In today's episode, we're talking about fitness, not just physical fitness, but we talked a little bit about mental fitness and diet in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. So Jill takes us through the benefits of changing your workout program and applying it toward what works when you're in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. Because let's be real, what we did in our 30s and 20s is definitely not going to be the same for those of us that are 40 or better. I love it. So we want to introduce you now to Jill Brown. Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. We are two everyday women who have survived, thrived, been defeated, humbled, and spent our lives committed to embracing all complexities of being a woman. This podcast is dedicated to all women, all women searching for real conversations. We are gonna be exploring everything from sexuality, aging, menopause, physical and mental health, spirituality, marriage, divorce, and blended families. Everything is on the table, except politics. Every episode will be committed to engaging conversations that will include interviews with influential women, leaders, healers, authors, and good friends. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Okay, so today we're here talking with Jill Brown. Jill is a physical transformation coach. She works with people in their 40s and better. She helps people in their midlife reclaim their fitness, their energy, and help gain control over their relationships with food so they can live in a body that they love to see in the mirror. So Jill, we're so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We'd love to hear you kind of tell us about um, a little bit about your background. So, of course, I'm kind of intrigued because you have a background in TV and broadcasting. Yes. And you are now kind of this big, known, worldwide fitness coach. Tell us how that happened. Okay, so the transition happened. So I went to film school and because I wanted to move out to L.A., and from New York originally, and I was like, I got to get out to L.A. What am I going to what am I going to major in? Um, because the truth was I love science and I really wanted to be a doctor. All my cousins are doctors. I got like eight of them and um, trigonometry happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I went from advanced placement to general population to I have a tutor every morning to <laughs> let me talk to my guidance counselor. Maybe I'll go to my next favorite thing to do, which is, you know, stuff that's in the media. So my, that was my second love, TV journalism, um, just the production, anything involving like a camera and talking to people. So, uh, so I, I was all right. So my next deal is I'm going to go to school for uh, TV, radio, film, and uh, journalism. I moved up to Boston, went to Emerson College. And then I uh, came back to New York, worked for a year at a production company, got a job in LA. And then there it began. When I say there began, I mean getting unhealthy and overweight and sitting and chronic pain. And I'm like 22, 23, 24 years old. And I was so unhealthy. I was sick all the time. I was eating. I knew nothing about nutrition. I All I knew was fitness because I did want to, um, I, I did gain 25 to 35 pounds during um, high school and college. So I, I, got, I got very overweight and I'm a, a petite person, but I wasn't then. And um, so right after school, I was like, this has to change. You know, I went to college in Boston where there was like, I'm, I'm coming home ragged from an all night party, 
little secret, I played bass in punk rock bands. And so I'm coming home like I'm ragged and I'm seeing these big buff guys from Harvard and MIT and BU getting on the water and they're rowing. And then I'm walking to my dorm, it's like five in the morning, I'm good coming home. And then I see like the track teams going out. And I'm like, God, I suck. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I drank a half a bottle of tequila and oh. a cigarette. Like I can't, I, and I'm only like 22. I'm like, I can't live like this. So that's, so watching these like athletes around me all the time, and I did have a dance background, made me just think like, I got to get to the gym. And that was always my happy place. Like I did always, I didn't realize as a kid that I did suffer from anxiety and depression. And uh, I just never told anyone. I just tried to self-medicate and that became through fitness. And so like when I was a kid, I just noticed that if I just jumped around and ran around a lot and spend more time in gym class and swam for an hour or two a day at my grandparents' pool, I just felt better. And uh, so I was self-medicating without realizing it with fitness. And uh, then after college, you know, I was like just hating how I looked. Like I couldn't fit into like normal clothes. I'd be like a t literally a 12 on top and eight on the bottom. Like I'm a size zero now, you know, and I'm more than double that age. I'm 54 now and we're talking about 22. So I just said something has to change. And so in my 20s, um, after college, I started going to the gym like three times a week, like you're supposed to. And then they just noticed me at the gym, like just being really like, on it, following the routines right up front with the instructor, mimicking everything they did. And they just saw like something in me. And so the manager at the gym said, Hey, if we, um, if we pay for you to get certified, um, will you teach here? And I was like, really? I can be a fitness instructor. And then that's what really changed the trajectory of my life. So I started to get into shape. Then I moved out to LA and I worked in production. And then I got really out of shape. And um, I don't know if you know this, but there are some genes that you're born with. And if you've ever done a topic like on epigenetics, you can turn genes on and turn genes off. I have a lot of genes for obesity. And so what happens is if you have a gene for something, lifestyle choices, your epigenetics will pull the trigger and make that gene activate, literally flips the switch on that gene. And so every time I live an unhealthy life, literally I start to gain weight very quickly. And uh, that's what happened in LA. It's like, boom, all that weight that I lost after college teaching fitness started to come back. So what I do, started going back to the gym and guess what? I asked if I'd say, hey, do you need any like part-time, you know, fitness instructors here or something? And so I just started working at gyms again and then I worked my way up the ranks and then the next thing you know, I'm teaching at like the highest of the high-end gyms where the celebrities go. And I was like, I am a fitness instructor now. <laughs> <laughs> I am now a professional. I am now a fitness professional. And yeah. <laughs> What happens? Yeah. So, but I take, but I am one of those people. I take things very seriously. Like I'm not the half-assed person. Like, oh, I'll dabble in this. Like I go all in. And then I did know in my twenties, uh, in my mid twenties, um, when you start, when you really dive into fitness and you're getting all the certifications and I have more than I can count, more than I can list on LinkedIn of so many. And I'm a master trainer too, which means I train other trainers. Um, I knew that you can't out train a bad diet forever. And I did try and I got very injured. And that's usually the trajectory of people who are trying to treat depression and anxiety with exercise is they overexercise and they get injured. And I was the classic case of that. And I said, you know, I'm eventually going to have to back off a little. And that scared me. And I said, you know, I just need to tighten up my nutrition. So I started getting all these nutrition certifications and then, um, now I'm a nutritionist. <laughs>
Wow. But I still love doing media. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I still love doing media. I did take a break for two years and I did news full time for two years. I taught spinning on the side. When spinning started, I worked for the guy who invented it. So I was one of the first spinning instructors in the world. Um, training spinning instructors to become spinning instructors all over the globe. So I do come from, you know, a very deep entrenched fitness background, but I do love media. So I'm always happy to be on a podcast. So that's my story. Thanks for having me. Yes, I was overweight. Yes, I had depression and anxiety and uh, nutrition and fitness are the two most natural things that we can do. I always say this. I always say food is the most overused antidepressant and exercise is the most underused antidepressant. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jill, so what, what, so you're 54, what prompted you to focus on this age group specifically? Um, you know, after 40 things change that you will always, well, okay. So at 35, I was in a really bad car accident and which led to a diagnosis that I have a really severe spinal condition that I didn't know about until the, um, uh, until the diagnosis came in and they're like, you need surgery now, pack your bags. And I looked at my doctor and I'm like, am I in the wrong career? He's like, well, I mean, if you knew this ahead of time, you probably wouldn't have become a fitness professional. Yeah. If you knew that you had this spine condition, it, it might wipe you out. Um, and he's like, you were almost paralyzed from the neck down on the right side. I couldn't feel the whole right side of my body. So I had to have a really major spine surgery. And the doctor said, okay, you'll be, you're kind of bomb proof, but we didn't fix everything. We have to do another surgery. We, have, we need one that goes into the front, one that goes into the back. We did the big one. You're going to need another one. I go, when? Because when the pain comes back. So cut to three years later, the pain came back. So I rehabbed myself. And by 40, I got into the best shape of my life. And okay. I was like, people need, yeah, people need to know that after two major spine surgeries, Matt, I mean, they take a, the first one takes a year to heal from. And then the second one is about three months to heal from. Um, so one was a spinal fusion and then one was called a foraminotomy, a decompression of the spine. And, uh, and then it turns out that the doctor says, so just so you know, we did this one in your neck. And uh, you may have nerve damage down the right side of your body, which I did. And then he said, and then by the way, after your neck, it then goes into your lower back. And so sure enough, years go by and now my lower back starts going out a lot. And I'm still in the shape that I'm in. So I just figured, you know, people were asking me like, how after two spine surgeries, are you able to get into this kind of fitness? And I was like, I have a really great system and it just basically works for bodies after 40, because after 40, you have some road scars, you know, some injuries, you've been in some accidents, you know, you've torn some ligaments, whatever, you've had some surgeries and the diets and the exercise program you did in your 20s will not work anymore in your 40s. If you're lucky, it'll work into early 40s, sometime around 45, 50, when the hormones really start to change. <laughs> yeah, so the hormones really take a big change between 45 and 50. You might get away with it a little bit in the early 40s, but if you've had a couple of kids and your hormones are changing from that and your lifestyle is changing from that, I was like, yeah, people kind of need to know like my program. And so, yeah, so after 40, I just revamped my whole program and, you know, the way that I teach and what I teach and the exercises I teach. And there are a lot of them are rooted in physical therapy. So I always trick my people. I'm like, hey, thanks for doing my physical therapy workout with me. I'm like, oh, that was so hard. <laughs> but my yeah. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I put a lot of physical therapy into my workouts. But also, just so you know, you know, for those of you who are listening who are women over 40, over 50, over 60, the one thing that does happen is we get very concerned with longevity. 
And if you want to live a longer, healthier life and you want exercise to be one of the uh, modalities that helps you do that, which it does help you live longer, it's been proven scientifically you know, through um, literally cutting open cadavers that the people who live the longest happen to have the most muscle mass. So the more muscle you have in your body, the longer life you're going to live. And um, there's certain types of exercise everyone's probably heard of that scares the bejesus out of everyone, but it's called HIIT training, high intensity interval training. It doesn't mean high impact. So what I try to explain to people is my system, yes, I do a lot of like, you know, restorative work like Pilates and physical therapy based stretches and exercises, and then sculpting bar class type workouts that everyone just, you know, is a really big fan of. But then, you know, we do the interval training as well. And that one, two punch of those type of workouts are incredible because they actually make you younger. It's literally hit training is like the fountain of youth and actually builds mitochondria into your muscle. Mitochondria is the energy of every cell. And the more mitochondria you have as you age, we're losing mitochondria. We're losing the fast twitch muscles, like the power muscles, the ones that make you jump and sprint as we get older with age. So if you don't use those, you literally, if you don't use them, you lose them. And the problem is a lot of women at our ages, they're just on the elliptical for an hour and a half, you know, watching Desperate Housewives or Crazy Housewives of whatever County. I don't watch those shows. Sorry. But I like I, Desperate Housewives. Yeah, whatever. The crazy housewives are somewhere. And they, some of them live right here by me. But some of those Vanderpump people. I don't watch any of those shows. So I wouldn't know them if I fell on them. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to ask you because it is true. You know, back in your 20s and 30s, you could, you could just literally you know, cut back on your diet and you'd lose five pounds. And don't eat for a day and you lose five pounds. Yeah. Um, but now I do want to know that, like, what is the best exercise? If you could be a little bit more specific as far as I've not heard it put that way, but I think I know what you're talking about, but describe what that means. High intensity interval training is their burst and like sprint. So just think of like, how would a sprinter train? They'd sprint for 20 seconds and then stop for a minute, sprint for 20 seconds, stop for a minute, or however long they did, 500 meters stop, 500 meters stop. That's how they train. So high intensity interval training is a similar concept. You train in bursts and there's 5 million ways to do it. Okay. Uh, one that you may have seen like on uh, YouTube or Instagram, one's called Tabata. It was named after the scientist who came up with a formula um, when he was training the Japanese Olympic team. And um, it's 20 seconds of as fast or as hard as you can. So if you're on a bike as fast as you can, if you're running as fast as you can, if you're doing squats as many as you can for 20 seconds, rest for 10, 20 seconds as many as you can, rest for 10, for example. So they're like, well, so you can be sprinting push-ups. Like I'm just doing as many push-ups as I can for 20 seconds rest. And then, you know, by the end, and it's, Tabata is always eight rounds. So it's 20 on, 10 off, eight times. Then you'll see a million other ones. You'll see 50, 10 for five minutes or 45, 15 or 40, 20 for X number of minutes. And then you take a break. So your trainer might say, oh, we're going to go 10 straight minutes and we're doing 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off, meaning 15 seconds of rest, 45 seconds go, 15 seconds rest. Some are 30, 30. And uh, so there's a million ways to formulate them. So you have to either, you know, have a coach that knows what they're doing or, you know, find, you know, they find a, a program online. Like I do all different kinds in my program. We do tomatoes, we do 45, 15, we do 30, 60, 90. So I have a whole different range of them. And uh, what they do is they build strength and endurance. So that's like the holy grail. So all these women that are on the elliptical trainer for like an hour and a half watching, you know, the housewives of somewhere. Um, 
And they do the whole watch 90 minute marathon of that. And they're only a training one muscle group mm -hmm. and they're going at what's called a steady state. And that's good for burning off last night's dinner or some of it, but it doesn't put anything in the bank for the future. So these HIIT workouts, they build muscle and endurance. And that's why they're the holy grail, because it used to be back in my early days, you either did endurance, like an hour of Jane Fonda. <laughs> right. It was crazy. You do like an hour of that, you know, and uh, you're 50 minutes and you warm up five minutes, cool down five minutes and you're out the door. And it was all just steady heart rate and, you know, no breaks pretty much. And and then there were like the power lifters, just like five reps, swinging, you know, clean snatch, you know, or hand clean snatch and whatever, like what you see at, at CrossFit. And there was kind of nothing in between or just the bodybuilders, just overload, progressive overload, progressive yeah. overload. So it used to just be one or the other. And then, you know, then came along intervals and I started doing those at 40 and they were completely life-changing. So I did a little bit of like my just heavy lifting and then I did a lot of my intervals and my interval training started when spinning came out. So that was like in 1994. And I was like, wow, this works amazing on a bike. I wonder if it works for burpees and bicep curls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it does. Sure enough. <laughs> wow. Well, and that kind of leads me to my question I wanted to ask you. Um, so I'm oh, I'm gonna be 52 in June of next year. So I almost said 52, but <laughs> you're 51. Yeah. I always so, say I'm a year older. My grandmother yeah. did that. She would say when she was 75, she said she was 76. They're like, oh my god, you look amazing for your age. There you go. I always say I'm the next age. There <laughs> you go. Um, so you know, in my 40s, I felt like I was super committed, disciplined. I worked out probably five, six days a week. Um, I learned, as we all know, that um, it's 80% nutrition. You're really not going to um, get the benefits, I don't think, and get that overall healthy package unless you're doing both. Um, so I learned that in my 40s. And I found that in that time frame, I did really well. Um, and I comboed it with cardio and the weight training. So here I am in my 50s. And the motivation is more challenging than it ever was. Um, staying consistent is more challenging. And yet I know the voice in the back of my head that is constantly judging that I need to be incorporating this in my practice more consistently. Um, so I want to talk about that. And then I also kind of want to touch on the um, weightlifting piece because I have been so focused on doing 30 to 45 minutes of cardio as well as the strength training and pretty much, you know, kind of hardcore strength training. And I'm not seeing the results. Yeah, I would do hit training combines both because you're lifting weights as many reps as you can. So you get the cardiovascular element of getting, you know, you have 45 seconds to like do those bicep curls and do those burpees or do those squats or whatever. A bur I like burpees personally, but they're not appropriate for everyone. You know, people can get hurt. So I do, I do a lot. I'm going to, you lost me at burpees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, they're not appropriate. Like if you love them, you love them. Like I just like being on all fours. I just like, I like that position, like that animal flow stuff. It's just, I don't know, whatever it is. I feel very grounded. Like that's just the position my body likes to exercise in. One of the reasons my arms look so good is because I, I do so many exercise in the plank position. Women are like, how do you get your arms like that? I'm like, every exercise I do, I like to also do that exercise in plank. Like I might do rows in plank. I might do um, triceps in plank. And oh. so the more things you do in plank, like the better your arms are gonna look and you're not even lifting any weights, but you so are. So that's a huge secret because I have spent my, like 20 years trying to have arms like yours. 
and it has never happened. <laughs> well, HIIT training also is a big deal um, because you're getting the benefit of the strength training and the endurance. And that's what you do cardio for. You do cardio for endurance. You do strength training for strength. If you love, if you love, Christy, doing your weight training and your cardio, let me offer this suggestion for everyone out there. Do your weight training first and then do your cardio after. You will burn more fat that way than doing your cardio first and the weight training after. Okay, so what do you say that to the 51-year-old Christy that's really challenged with the consistent and motivation that she once had that no longer has? <laughs> okay, well, you have to do something new, do something different. It's like one reason why we why we lose it is because we we got bored. I mean, just like, you know, your your day job. It's like, why are you doing a podcast? Because you just got burned out from what you do for I mean, hopefully none of your clients are there right now, but you know, you get burnt out on what you do for your day job, right? So if you're burnt out on doing your 30 minutes on the elliptical and then 30 minutes of weight training, you know, try something else. I mean, I mean, for anyone out there who wants to try, like my first workout is free. You can try any of my hit classes, my Pilates class, my sculpt classes, my arms class, butt class, abs class, stretch class. You can try anyone for free and just see if it and see if it's for you. Um, but if you're losing your motivation from like you just don't look forward to the workout, then it's a matter of just finding a new love. You know, it's like your high school boyfriend. God, I love Brian. I just now I just don't even want to show up at school and miss Brian's. I love that. <laughs> well, it's kind of getting into the mindset. I mean, Chris, I do so much mindset coaching, nutrition all mindset. I love yeah. Brian. What happened to Brian? <laughs> you know, but then you get sick of him. You're like in high school. It's like time for the next, right? So, yeah. so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's probably just time to find, to find something new that you're passionate about. And if it's just a matter of motivating because your body hurts or you just, you know, you just can't get the motivation to start moving again, then that I do have some mindset tricks and you know number one is to just start um, like walking or getting out in nature and then take your exercise out into nature so once a week I used to do it way more but I just got now that I work from home I just can't get out the way I used to um because all my stuff is online now but um I used to be on some teams and so like when I was rowing, remember I told you that I saw the rowers in Boston. Yeah. I'm gonna do that someday. I'm gonna do that someday. And so I wound up learning how to row <laughs> and got on a team. And um like I have 35 or 40 or something. But um yeah, so you learn something new or do something out in nature, and that's just gonna give you a better feeling about your body. Right. And because a lot of times we're tired of just going into our living room to work out or we're tired of going into the same gym to work out. So there's a few different things you can do. Try a new workout. Take one out to nature. I know it might be winter where you are, but, you know, do what you can outside if you like skiing or just, you know, hiking in the foliage. Then another thing to do is enlist a friend, like to just get re-motivated and jazzed up with a friend, do it with a friend. So there's the accountability side or, you know, a step up like on the expense ladder is to have a coach. Right. They will always keep you motivated because you're going to look forward. First of all, you paid them or her. I do recommend, by the way, for women in our age group to work with someone who's a little bit older because a 25 year old trainer, no matter how many master's degrees they have of kinesiology and exercise science, they will never know what it's like to be going through menopause. They will never know what it's like, you know, for, you know, having like polycystic ovarian sy syndrome, which a lot of people have PCOS. They will never know what it feels like to have, you know, leaky gut or IBS or any of the things that some women tend to get as we get older. Uh, they don't understand the aches and pains because they've never had them. 
you know, they heal in five minutes and we heal in yeah. five minutes. Well, and I think that that's a good point because in our, and you mentioned it, Deanna, you know, in my fifties, my body is doing so much stuff that it didn't do before. One, I'm, you know, I'm having to take hormones because I'm not sleeping at night because I'm having hot flashes. Mm-hmm. And that, as we know, is affecting our weight gain and it affects our ability with, we could be doing all the exercises we want and it's not going to make a change if our hormones are not in balance and we can get that from nutrition as well as um, if we're going down the path of the hormone therapy. There's a couple of hormones that get disrupted from not sleeping well. So I call this in midlife, the midlife triad um, that causes, you've heard of the hormone called cortisol. Cortisol mm-hmm. is the stress hormone. Um, and it of it and of itself does not cause the weight gain, but the stress causes us to want to eat more. The stress that, that I call this the triad is that uh, sometime around midlife, we're starting to question, did I make the right career move? Am I at the top of my career? Do I need a career change? Am I burnt out? So we have the, the career thing looming. I haven't made it to where I want to be. I'm not making the income I want. So we have that financial kind of stress or the career stress. Then we might be taking care of kids that are at that impossible age of like, what are they doing? They're needing more money. We're paying for college or high school things or whatever. So then there's that stress. And then there's the aging parents or aging family members or people that you might have to caretake. So those are just three stresses that happen in midlife. Um, there was a research paper that came out in the British Medical Journal just maybe two months ago that they don't think anymore that are in this theory or this paper that our metabolism apparently does not change from 20 to 60, but our lifestyles seriously change from 20 to 60. So they believe that the weight gain is not because our estrogen levels are dropping or our progesterone is dropping or our testosterone is dropping. It is, but they think that it's really the lifestyle changes. And a lot of it is from this kind of stress that I was talking about. So here's what happens. The hormone that makes us gain the most weight um, is low thyroid because it slows your overall metabolism down. So everyone needs to, oh, you know, every time you get your, every time you go get your physical, you always need to check your thyroid. Your doctor always will. If your thyroid is low, you have a, you have a slower metabolism, right? So when your thyroid was functioning well, you burned a thousand calories a day, just watching desperate housewives of wherever doing nothing else. I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> sure. No, Jill. Are you this. sure? Did you just turn on the Salt Lake? Housewives of Salt Lake. I don't know. You know going I would, to be on the show. <laughs> I, I went out. I went out to dinner and I walked by this um, a, a dog store and it happens to be owned by a Vanderpump and I'm like, oh, that's the woman from that show. Anyway, so the um, so the cortisol levels go up. I'm oh, sorry. The uh, th- talking about thyroid. So thyroid's your master regulator. So if you're sitting around doing nothing all day, just watching TV, literally binging. Um, your body used to burn a thousand calories a day. So you could have a thousand calories for free, not gain weight, not lose weight, doing nothing but blinking your eyes. And then um, if your thyroid starts to drop, now your metabolism starts to get lower. So now you're only burning 750 calories a day, blinking your eyes. So that's called basal metabolic rate. And so that's the number one uh, reason is a lot of people have low thyroid, but not everyone. We do get stress. And then the stress, when it becomes chronic, causes glucose to be released from your cells. And the reason why this was a, um, I do believe in ancestral health and ancestral theories on this. And cortisol has to make the glucose come out so to get you moving so that you can run away from the bear, that you have enough energy to hunt down the wild buffalo, so that you have enough energy to pick the berries and bring them back to the cave. So 
we need to pump out glucose. The problem is when you have chronic cortisol being pumped out from stress, it's pumping out chronic glucose. Glucose is sugar, it's toxic to the bloodstream, so now your pancreas has to shoot out insulin all day long. And all those extra calories, that insulin only goes three places, your insulin picks up that glucose from the blood or you'll die, that's why diabetics die. The insulin comes out, picks up the glucose and says, where should I take it? Oh, the liver's full, I can take it to the liver. Well, the liver's not having any. Oh, I can take it to the muscle cells. Oh, this woman doesn't work out, there's no muscle to put it in, it's gonna go to fat cells. And that's why, the, that's why we get stress weight. It's the constant release of cortisol, contributing to the constant pumping out of insulin, taking whatever calories you ate and whatever glucose is in your body and stick it into fat cells. And that's why it's so important to exercise because what that does is it says, hey, insulin, I'm all out of glucose. Can you please bring some in here? So the more you exercise, the more that insulin will take the glucose and put it in the muscle instead of fat cells. Oh my gosh. Well, I swear, Jill, I think you, you're talking about the three stresses it's exactly what we're in right now. It's so true, isn't it? That's my triad. <laughs> I, I love that you're working in this age group. And not only is that going to be a physical transformation, but I think more importantly, it's going to be a mental transformation. Yeah. If you can just incorporate something, whether it's three days a week, whatever you know works for you, I think is powerful. Yeah. And we're coming on you know, to the end of 2021. So there's, as you all know, a really heightened interest in, okay, what am I going to do for the new year? I'm going to start working out. Um, what are you doing for that? Do you have a program right now that's kind of a challenge or anything that you offer? Yeah. Well, number one, I definitely believe, please don't wait till January 1st. I mean, it's so lame. And it's like, what you want to do is start any kind of exercise and nutrition program. It's good, great to do them in tandem. I mean, my system is... the even though my system, my VIP program is intensive, it's 12 weeks, it is very easy. Like the feedback that I get from everybody that I, that, so this is the one-on-one -on -one transformation program with me. You get all my workouts and you get one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it's, I do the nutrition with you and I help you pick the lowest hanging fruit. I look at what, what are the five red flags that Deanna or Christy have, you know, in how they eat? Is it emotional eating, stress eating? Is it like addiction to sugars? Is it, um, I, uh, like, I just don't have no time to cook. So I'm picking up everything from Panda Express. Don't do that. But, <laughs> and so, so Chick -fil -A. yeah, Chick-fil-A, <laughs> exactly. So if you're, so first I look at the red flags and then I just let you, like, I really work with you to have that agency and that self-efficacy, like here are the things that need to change. Where shall we start? And so people are like, oh my God, this is so easy. And then when I explain the science, like what I just did about the cortisol and insulin response, when you understand, like I was just, I was the, but why kid? Like my mom's like, you have to do this, but why? And then, then it's like this, but why? You know, I just, but why? So I like telling people, I feel like knowledge is power and that when you have that knowledge, it helps you make better choices. So, you know, every coaching session I do, you also get a little bit of a science lesson, you know, uh, dumbed down as much as you need for it to make sense to you so that you can make an informed decision. Like I know if I drink this soda right now, or I know if I eat this you know, chocolate right before bed, I know what's going to happen. I know it's going to cause an insulin response and, you know, and then there's a lot of other strategies that we can implement. So what I do for the mindset 
If this is the VIP program, you can start anytime. You can get on a one-on-one -on -one call with me. I do a free consultation. I get busy certain times of the year. So sometimes of the years when I'm overbooked, I do have to charge for the consultation. It's not January 1st. So if you want to do it, now's the time. Because <laughs> January 1st, I'm going to have to charge a little bit because I, I get booked all day for consults. But um, we do the mindset part, you know, which is the understanding the difference between hunger and cravings. And then we do a little bit of a science part where I explain to you what's actually happening in your body so that you feel like you understand what's happening. Because the worst thing, you know, I hate when people go to a doctor and they come home and the doctor says, and so like my fiance is like this, he's like, oh, the doctor says I have this. And I'm like, okay, why, why did you get this? I don't know. He just says, I have it. And here's the medicine to take. So how about learning why this happened? And like, don't you feel more empowered when you understand? Right. Like, why are you starting to get insulin resistant? Why are you starting to get pre-diabetic? Why are you getting a goiter? Whatever it is. I'm sorry. We talked about thyroid. So, that reminds me. <laughs> so that's my VIP program. And then I do. And so that's what, you know, so that's what we call in the coaching world, as you know, a high ticket offer. Um, where you work with me one-on-one, -on -one. you have 24 seven access to me, all my workouts, every, every workout I described earlier, plus, you know, the, the very, you know, deep detailed, personalized nutrition. And, um, and it's easy. That's the thing is like, that's my magic trick is that I make nutrition very easy to understand. But then I have a group version. So, you know, you just split, my, you split the time with me with other people. So you don't get me to yourself every week, but you get um, a Q&A once a week. And then um, I follow your fitness logs and everything. So I teach people how to use a very simple app and I teach you the macros and the calories. You learn all of the stuff that you'll be able to sustain weight loss forever. So I don't give you a diet. I don't give you a meal plan. We create it as we go. Oh, I like that. And Jill, I have a question because I think there are a lot of people in this age group that might be experiencing, they're just not in good health. You know, they're, they've let maybe themselves go, not intentionally, uh, yeah. but just life happens, right? And stresses happen. And they have body aches and they have you know, it hurts to walk and this happens. How do you get, how can you help those people? Cause we're kind of in that group where yeah. well, I have, my knees are hurting. Um, how do I even get started? And it's kind of that cycle of if you moved more, it might help. Um, how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, I should say, so, um, I do, uh, because I do specialize in spine, uh, pain, back pain issues from my experience. I do have a program that's on an app that is the ultimate pain-free back program. And it's $199. So if anyone's interested in that link, you just follow along. It comes to you on, on, on an app. But, um, if you want to do my group program where, you know, the classes are on Zoom, very inexpensive to do those are $25 a month. Um, I have 30 minute classes, which just work one body part at a time. And so if you have bad knees, I have a class called superior posterior, which is incredible for strengthening your glutes and all of the muscles that connect around your knees. So they strengthen your knees and it's no cardio. It's mostly done on the floor. And then I have an abdominal class, like it's called ab lab and it's just all core work and it's just pretty much mostly done on the floor. And then I have an arm class, which you can do just seated or standing. So I do have, and then a stretch class, um, which is based in PT and uh, deep core strengthening. So I do have these four classes that the beginners take. 
and that's about 25 bucks a month. I don't need to give you prices, but um, you'll see it on the website. But uh, yeah, so that's where I have people start. And the classes are no cardio, so there's no jumping or anything like that. And then the next level up is just my full-on workout programs, which includes everything, all those single part classes along with the hit classes, along with the Pilates classes, along with the bar classes. So that's called Fit and Fierce Over 40. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and there's 10, 10 classes approximately that I do a, a week, unless it's a holiday or I'm taking a day off, but uh, 10 new classes a week. And there's a library of 300 workouts. So if you're like, oh, I just love Jill's Pilates classes, you can go back and just do all the Pilates classes, or I just love the bar classes, do all the bar classes. Or you just want Tabana, like I talked about before, you can just do all yeah. of them. But I also do nutrition only. So for a lot of people, like if you're really, really overweight and you have a bad relationship with food and you're not ready to do anything more than just maybe walk or just you know do physical therapy because it's after a surgery or you're rehabbing from an injury, then I recommend just let's just start with nutrition. The weight will start coming off from the nutrition first. But I love that because really what we're saying to all the listeners is you can start anywhere. Yeah. And, and pick and choose. So I love that. And start anytime. Yes, some people like to, so listen, if you like to, when people start with fitness, the one reason people like to start with fitness is because you get that, you get the immediate, immediate gratification, instant gratification, right? You broke a sweat, your muscles are burning. It's that instant gratification. The difference is you don't see results like in a week, right? So the workouts have to happen for like three weeks, a month, maybe five, six weeks. But you get the instant gratification of how you feel from the workout, from the sweat. So there's people who want to start with that. But then on the nutrition, you don't get that instant gratification. You don't break a sweat, you know, chopping onions, right? So well, you might, in which case you're in really bad shape. <laughs> if you're out of shape from chopping yeah. your garlic. But once you, once you, so you can also start with nutrition. And the interesting thing is, even though you don't get that instant gratification, like the sweat from exercise, you do actually see weight loss results faster. It might only take one to two to three weeks, whereas fitness will take you more like four or five, six weeks, you know, to see something happen on the body. Yeah. You can start on either end. You can start them both simultaneously. Obviously, I do both. Or you can just start with one or the other. Yeah. No, I think that is great. I, I love your point of don't wait till January. I think a lot of, there are a lot of people that start in uh, November and December and start thinking about it and get a jump start so that they're not just starting fresh. So here's why. Yeah, here's, here's, a, here's the big reason why. You do want to be doing either exercise and or getting your nutrition under control before the holidays start. And because, you know, even if you, even if your viewers don't work with me, I, I do want to offer this little piece of advice is that when you work with a nutrition coach and or a fitness coach, I do both. Not everyone does both. Not everyone specializes or has, you know, a, a deep knowledge of both. Some people know a lot about fitness and then give you a meal plan. Some people know a lot about nutrition and then just point you to some YouTube videos to follow. Yeah. But if you do, if you can get with someone who is a professional in both, um, make sure that they also deal with the emotional areas of eating, yes. the emotional component. Because if someone, if I have people all day long just say to me, just tell me what to eat. I'm like, but they, but then like you don't understand how to do it for yourself. Right. So what I want to do is leave you with the tools to learn how to do this for the long term and never and not have to come back to me. So I teach you, you know, how to figure out what the macros are and how to use them, you know, how to use the macros for you and how to do calories. It's really, really easy. But people just want to follow a meal plan. And where do all those meal plans wind up? Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to consider, you know, maybe 
maybe you do have a disciplined workout that you're doing. Uh, maybe you have focused on your nutrition, or maybe it's just been mostly meal planning um, and it's not working. You And you're in your 40s or 50s and you're recognizing that all the effort you're putting into it is not giving you the results you want, whether it's physical or not. And so you might need to be considering the age piece that's affecting it and that you need to change it up. Um, I would say that's the big takeaway for me when I think about what I've been doing for the past 15 years is probably not going to serve me and I need to change it up going forward. Yeah, I mean, what, what's Einstein's definition of crazy? Do the same doing the same over thing over and over again with no results. different results. Exactly. And yeah. so you're trying it again, trying again. And so what I recommend is, you know, if you want to make the investment in yourself and you work with somebody, sometimes somebody, they can see things on the outside that you just can't see. And then I'll tell you right now, because I know we're almost at the end of our time, my secret weapon is intermittent fasting. I wrote that down because I am a fan of intermittent fasting and I do it pretty consistently. And I wanted us to touch on it. Um, so let's do that really quick because I really want to make sure that everyone that's listening, we get them to all of your contact sites. But I want I do want to touch on intermittent fasting because I think it's an important piece. It is. It's important because too many Americans eat too much food too often. What you eat is just as important. This has been shown in the research on intermittent fasting, and I do specialize in it. I have two certifications, just in intermittent fasting and three in nutrition. Um, but uh, when you eat for a longer than 12 hour period, um, new research has just been showing that it actually causes non-alcoholic fatty liver problem. So you're, so it's affecting your liver in a very negative way. It affects your circadian rhythm. So now you don't sleep so well anymore. And we're already having a hard time sleeping at this age. So intermittent fasting will help you sleep better, but it's also been, um, you know, shown in the research that it does help with, um, with gut long gut health, longevity, maintaining muscle, because it actually helps you increase growth hormone that gets, you know, shot out of your body. So yeah, it's, it's, it's super important to, to not eat for at least 12 hours. So our listeners can get more information on intermittent fasting by reaching out to you. Uh, they can find you at jillbrownfitness.com. Yes. And there will be a pop-up to get my free ebook called getting started with intermittent fasting. It's, uh, it's like, even if you don't do it for weight loss, you just do it for your liver, do it for your gut, do it for longevity. Every cell in your body uh, is on a circadian rhythm. Every cell in your body wants to sleep. And if you're constantly putting food into your body, which is the problem with the American diet is we, oh yeah, I was going to say that what we eat is now shown in research to be just as important as when we eat. All right. So if you're eating for longer than 12 hour windows, if you don't shut it down, then uh, it's actually going to lead to you know, overall health problems over time. And it's just a really quick fix. Just make sure you go 12 hours without food to start. Now, if you want to lose weight loss or improve more health markers like reduced risk of heart disease, increase longevity, improve your gut health, then you have to look at other at other types of programs. And just like I said, with HIIT training, that there's a million ways to work it. There's also a million protocols for intermittent fasting. So when people say, oh, I can't do it, I'm like, yeah, you can. Let me, give you, let me give you this little tip. The human body was designed to fast. If we were not designed to fast, we would have died out millions of years ago, millions of years ago. The reason we have fat cells, what is a fat cell? It's where we store energy for when food is scarce. So for people who eat all day long, they never lose weight, 
even if you're working, unless you work out like a demon, but you never lose weight because your body's always just burning off the last meal at eight. It doesn't get to tap into fat stores because you just, all right, here's the next meal. Okay, here's the next meal. And it won't tap into the stores because it doesn't have to. The body has to actually burn energy to take energy molecules out of fat. Like it's kind of like, I got to take this fat molecule, rip it apart. Yeah. Take yeah. energy out, make a <laughs> molecule, stick that in a muscle. It's like, it's a lot of work. Like, yeah. that. And then your body's like, oh, there's food in the bloodstream. Let's just use this glucose that's in the bloodstream. It's lazy. Right? Yeah. I would be good. Oh, that's right here. Throw that up. <laughs> well, Jill, this has been super informative and also inspiring. Um, I really have loved this topic and, and you're fascinating. And I just want to let our listeners know. So we're going to have all your links to okay. YouTube, your website. Uh, you have an Instagram uh, and Facebook also. So we'll have all those links on our show notes for all yeah. our listeners. But it has been a very fabulous topic and it's been so great to meet you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Deanna. Thanks, Christy. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Jill. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. 